Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of Think Twice. My name is Nicolas Krischi and today I want to talk about how to detect and avoid strategical misplays. Of course, there are too many strategical misplays to talk about them all, but I will talk about some and I will start and focus on a misplay that I call the self-fulfilling prophecy. You may ask yourself, what is a self-fulfilling prophecy? Well, let's start with an example. We already talked about playing around cards. Playing around cards can also be a self-fulfilling prophecy. Let's say you are always playing around a Day of Judgment. When you always play around Day of Judgment, you're basically seeing Day of Judgment more often than when you wouldn't play around Day of Judgment which may lead you to the conclusion that always playing around Day of Judgment is right. That's why I call this kind of mistake a self-fulfilling prophecy. You make a play that appears to be correct, but it only appears to be correct because you made the play. But how can you detect a self-fulfilling prophecy? That's where it gets tricky, because we already know that the play seems correct in your eyes. So how can you detect a wrong play that seems correct? Well, the easiest answer would be always question yourself. You heard that probably before, but it's really true. The best way to find any strategic misplays is always question what you've done in any circumstance. This will lead to better results in the long run. And in the special case of playing around a card, we already established ways to see if playing around a card is correct or not. But there are other kinds of self-fulfilling prophecies. Let's say you build a gauntlet for any given metagame. This gauntlet contains all the tier 1 and tier 2 decks, or most of the tier 2 decks. And you're only testing against this gauntlet. After a lot of testing, you find out that Deck X, let's say Moon Red Burn, has at least a 60% matchup against everything pre-board and at least 45% post-board, let's say. Now you go to a tournament and get crushed. You blame this on variance and go to the next tournament and get crushed again. So what happened? Where did you go wrong? Only testing against your gauntlet is fundamentally flawed. Because if you test against your gauntlet, you're making your opponent play a deck you created. You control what your opponent plays. And that's not how magic works. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that testing against the gauntlet is bad. I'm just saying that only testing against your gauntlet is a dangerous thing to do. Because it may give you the wrong impression of a matchup. You also may asking yourself, why is this a self-fulfilling prophecy? Well, different kind of people will build different kind of opposing decks, let's say. Some people really want their deck to win and will be weaker versions of what they're actually going to face. And some people will build too strong of versions what they're actually going to play against. I can give you an example for this. Antoine Ruel, in an article on Channel Fireball, said that he tests his new decks against the worst possible version of a deck he could face. So 
you playing then against a Valakut deck with four main decks like Storms if you're playing an aggressive deck. And against a control deck, you're playing a Valakut deck that has no Slag Storms main deck. I think his idea behind it was to prevent yourself from making a weak deck against the meta game. And it actually works. But he will also prevent himself from making just a good deck against the meta game because his meta percentages are not right. As it turns out, it's not all that hard to prevent yourself from making this kind of mistake. Because you can always play in real-life tournaments, at least if you're preparing for a PTQ and not for a Pro Tour. Preparing from a Pro Tour is extremely different because most formats are new and you don't really have the possibility to look at older results and you can't really play in tournaments because you want to keep your deck a secret. That means when you prepare for a Pro Tour, it's extremely important that you build the right kind of gauntlet. That's also why teams are a lot more important at the proto level than the PTQ level. And I'm also thinking that that's where Antoine Rural comes from. He's more used to preparing for a proto, so he thinks that testing against your worst matchup is better than testing against a weaker matchup, because you prevent yourself from playing the wrong deck. But you're also preventing yourself from maybe playing the correct deck. But I think that's a sacrifice he's willing to make. But when you are preparing for PTQ, you can always build an average deck, which means you take all the top 8 decks you can find, or at least a lot of them, and build the average deck. So if 50% of the people play 2 Day of Judgments and 50% of the people play 4 Day of Judgments, you're testing a deck with 3 Day of Judgments. I think this is the correct way to build your gauntlet when testing for a PTQ. But you have to still pay attention, because this way you don't account for metagame shifts, which means you're probably still not playing against the decks you're really facing at the tournament. So that's why testing in a real tournament is extremely important. And that's why Modo and Magic League are great tools for preparing for an upcoming tournament. But there's also another trap you can walk into when you play too much with your gauntlet, which I think I should also mention. It is possible you develop a strategy that is wrong against certain kind of decks. That's where you really need to pay attention what your opponent is actually playing and adjusting your plan accordingly. Another kind of strategic misplay I see pretty often is playing too aggressively or playing too safe. Most people who play too aggressively are people who play aggressive decks, and most people who are playing too safe are people playing control decks. So it's actually pretty easy to find out which category you fall into. If you're playing more controllish decks, you are not that willing to go all in on a certain move, although it is often the correct play. I can give you some examples. Let's say you're playing a control deck against a mono red burn deck, and you're having a worm call engine on hand and are at 3 life. You're also holding 
a kind of a counter spell. A lot of players I saw playing will not play the Wormcall engine because they don't want to lose to just one burn spell. This may be the correct play if you only need one more land or something else to play Wormcall engine and be protected from a burn spell, but a lot of the times it's not correct. And yet I see a lot of players who are not willing to play the Wormcall engine there. On the other side of the spectrum, most aggro players will run their burn spell out too quickly, although they don't need to. Since when you're having a burn spell, it's quite possible you should wait until you have multiples. Of course, once again, this is not always correct, and you always have to assess the situation you are in and what your opponent is actually playing. Last but not least, I want to talk about one of the most common kind of strategic misplays that I've seen, which is playing the wrong cards. Playing the wrong cards means that you are either adjusting your deck incorrectly or you're siding out the wrong cards. Almost all people adjust their deck according to their wishes. This is more often than not wrong, because most people, at least at the PTQ level, have not the time or don't want to test as much to make the right adjustments. An example of this is the number of Day of Judgments. Most people will play as many Day of Judgments as they feel are correct, although they didn't test properly. What most people don't realize is that changing the number of Day of Judgments main deck can cause huge swings in your matchup percentages. This doesn't only apply to the number of Day of Judgments. Almost every card you cut changes the way your deck plays out quite drastically. If you're cutting three spot removals, you might as well have a really, really bad aggro matchup now. If you're cutting too many counter spells, your mirror may be getting worse. Everything you do changes the way the deck fares against the meta game. I'm not saying that you shouldn't adjust your deck according to the meta game. If you're really adjusting your deck according to the meta game, it's fine. But you always have to keep in mind what actually happens if you cut certain cards. And I think a lot of people just acting according to their feelings, which are more often wrong than correct. And if you start talking about their decisions, they will say that in their testing they had a major percentage of X against a certain deck. Although they started testing with a different list and they started cutting cards afterwards, so the major percentages aren't correct. To avoid this kind of misplay, you either have to test a lot with your current deck list, or you have to consider every application the card had for you, and what are you gaining and what are you losing once again. Of course, even if you do that, you might be wrong, so you have to retest if your results are changing. As I said before, 
you can also sideboard out the wrong cards. This kind of misplay, I think, happens also quite often. I actually think it's quite hard to sideboard correctly. And, once again, a lot of testing may help you there. But, you're also maybe just wrong with your feelings or are considering the wrong cards. Of course, the same thing as before applies. If you are cutting the wrong cards, you may give up an edge that you had before. Even if it's just a small edge, and those are the edges you're probably missing, and those are the edges you really need to get better. To avoid getting the wrong impression about a card, I will propose a system. First off, you write down all your main deck cards on a list, without the numbers behind them, so basically your deck list. Now, make two rows behind each card, one for winning and one for losing. After each game, you're looking what kind of cards you resolved during the game, so you look in your graveyard and in play. Behind each card on the list, you're making a dash if you won in the win row, if you lost in the lost row, for every copy of that card you resolved. After some time, you're looking at this list and you will see a rough percentages of your winning when you had the card and your losing when you had the card. Now you should compare this to how you're feeling about a certain card in a certain matchup. If there's a huge discrepancy, then you should start thinking about if your feeling is correct or not. Of course, this is just a very rough system and you can refine it if you want to. But I think it gives you a good basic idea. Since we are already over 10 minutes, I think I will end this episode. I know I can't touch all the strategic misplays at once, but I hope you still enjoyed this episode. And I'm also hoping I improved the sound quality. So until next time, I wish you all happy testing.